Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Rita and Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. It's still going, the Balenciaga saga. No one is letting this go. And to everyone out there pulling up facts on the internet, putting your TikToks out about it, putting things out there that the mainstream media is not doing keep going there is so much to unravel so i read that kim kardashian will not be seeking a new deal not sure if that's 100 percent true could just be some pr i saw kanye in an interview say that he doesn't believe that um not wearing a brand is going to do anything to stop trafficking and he used a specific word, trafficking. To me, that implies that it's more than just exploitation of children. Now, here's one of the things that I want to say. I put up a TikTok today because there's always 20-something. I don't know if you're millennials, Zs. I don't know what you guys are. I don't know what generation. I don't care. Telling us in our 30s, mid-30s, late-30s, God, I I don't know what you think of people in their 40s, 50s and above on the TikTok app, but you're calling us geriatrics and saying that we don't know anything. And a lot of this vitriol is towards Perez Hilton because he started a video saying this is not child PORN. And everyone's taking that clip and kind of vilifying him for it. But I'm going to tell you why he's technically correct, and that's technically true. Number one, the bag in that photograph with the legal papers basically are telling you where the line draws at exploitation to something that is illegal, okay? Because child P-O-R-N is illegal. People go to jail for that, like Josh Duggar, that 19 counting whatever. I don't, ugh, what a mess. I feel bad for his wife and kids. <clears throat> but you would go to jail for that. So those court papers <clears throat> and all the books in the background and everything are strategically placed to give you an introduction into what some, it's not all, I will not say it's all of Hollywood because a lot of people try to tell us about this. Like I said, Corey Feldman for years in the 90s was saying this. So they're showing us what they're willing to put out there to see what we will accept. That does not mean that the exploitation we saw of children in this scenario doesn't go further. But they would all, all of them, would be in jail if actual images that explicit of children were put out there. All of them. So what Balenciaga did was show up as child P-O-R-N's creepy-ass cousin to push the limits of what the human mind, body, and soul can digest and not regurgitate. And we are not accepting this. 
We are not accepting the silence. You know? And, okay. Here's a lesson I learned back in the 90s from an acting teacher. She said, everything is gray, except for what you read on the paper. The ink is black, the paper is white. And she said to us, the acting is the white on the page. The black are the words. And when you blend those two together and it becomes gray, that's the character that you create out of the black and the white. So you're creating a reality of a character. And these public images that we see of celebrities is that blend, right? The acting is the white of the page. The words that is scripted for them or about them is the black on the page. And when you find that gray color, that perfect shade of gray, that's where the truth lies. Truth lies is an oxymoron. That's where the truth is. And that is Hello Hollywood. And how does all of this tie in with the fashion world in Hollywood and who ends up on the red carpet wearing what? Well, doing more research, and many of you may have come across this information, but the chairman and CEO of Kering, Balenciaga, Gucci, all the other ones that I have named, his name might be familiar to some of you. He's a French businessman named Francois-Henri Penault, and he is married to Salma Hayek. And then we found out that Nicole Kidman's father had something to do with this also years ago. And I said, you know, Nicole Kidman, her father has been slammed for alleged involvement in the actual acts of hurting children in that terrible way. So they're slamming her because she has remained silent on Balenciaga. And I said, I thought it was no coincidence that she got a standing applause, you know, standing ovation and all this applause at the music man, her friend Hugh Jackman, right? And she donated $100,000 and she's been in New York and she's been spotted at Funny Girl and all over the place. And everyone's acting like there's no problem. And now people in the media are speaking out about it, but no one is speaking out about why these celebrities aren't backing away they're still like wearing the brand i mean is it contractual is it deeper than a contract you know is it something where whatever the cult is that and it's not everyone that's in it i i really feel that i know that because like i said Corey feldman's been been speaking out about this and aaron carter spoke out about it and you know they both said that michael jackson was not what other people said he was even though he was just dragged through the mud in the media for things that could not be proven in court. And, you know, that's what I look for. When I look for truth, I look for what can be proven in court because, yeah, you can absolutely lie, and we've seen that, but it doesn't turn out well. With the recent celebrity trial of, of domestic abuse and 
That was Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and he, like, basically got canceled just based on allegations, and, you know, now she's claiming she's houseless and homeless and stateless and all of these things because she owes millions of dollars, and all these insurance companies that put up the money for her legal fees are suing her as well. Like, it's a mess. And why is it a mess? Karma. Karma is actual science. To every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So when you do something bad and you put lies and you put all of these, you know, bad intentions out in the world towards people who have wronged you, it's going to come back and bite you. And people are not as stupid as you think we are, you know, We're, we can pick up on lies and and deception and dishonesty and, and we know what feelings of mistrust are. And the public doesn't like to be lied to by individuals. Like we can already, all of us say we're being lied to by like the media, the government, right? We're being lied to by all of these things. And most likely we probably are on certain, certain, you know, occasions. They say public safety. You don't want people to panic. You don't want people to look into paranormal or like UFOs. You don't want people to look into all of these things because we can't handle the truth. And the fact of the matter is, with Balenciaga coming out with this holiday ad campaign, I still don't even know what these people want as gifts. That just disgusts me, the whole thought of it. Putting it out there to see if we will accept it, they are showing us a portion of, like, their lives, but what do they like? What do they want from us? Like, what was the point of it? You were going to put it out there, and people were going to be like, "Wow, that's cool. We want into your exclusive club that you won't let us into anyway. So you're just going to show us the sick, twisted things that you do, in as many ways possible. Not apologize for it. Move on and pretend like it didn't happen. Like, nope, sorry, this is not like the Mandela effect. We all saw it. We all experienced it." And there's, there's social media now for screenshots and everything. I mean, I haven't even seen Anna Winter say anything, and she's like the head of everything. Everyone's still pointing fingers, but no one is taking responsibility. I mean, you're pushing really disturbing and disgusting things in our faces, and then you just want us to go, oh, okay. And that's why... We're being lied to about so much and there's so many untruths out there. So, you know, to the kids on TikTok who were not raised in the analog world, who were raised in the digital world in front of a screen, you tend to believe that black and white. And you forget about the shades of gray where the truth actually is. I mean... This can even go back to like Army Hammer. I haven't seen House of Hammer. I kind of want to, but I kind of don't want to be like that disturbed again. But I believe that there are people who do take part in crazy ritualistic things. I also believe that there are people who hype that up because it tends to get attention. And they know that if they do something that's a little on the darker side, they will get like, you know, a goth and an emo crew into it and, and metal kids into like music and stuff. But that can also create and open up 
a portal for them to experiment with things that they don't know how to control. I'm a little bit into the occult. Also, I've been reading tarot cards for like my whole life. So that's, that's like, there's just so much because it goes deep. And I think that some people who, you know, think that everything is a conspiracy theory and, and satanic and Illuminati and all of these things. Again, it's like factions of it. It's portions of it that want to put it out there, but they probably don't understand the base of it. Just like we like to yell at Christians, you don't understand the base of Christianity and some of them do not. So I think that power and money get to people's heads and maybe one of them was, you know, something high up within, what do you call those? Um, the, the Freemasons. And maybe they were like, hey, we're going to branch off and do this in Hollywood. And again, this is just theories, you guys. This is nothing. This is just off the top of my head. But they're like, we're going to do this in Hollywood and we're going to, you know, form our own. You can call it a club. You can call it a cult. You can call it whatever. Well, we call it a cult. They probably call it a club. And it's elite and exclusive. And there's different portions of it because not everyone in Hollywood is friends and get, gets along. We hear about feuds between stars all the time. So not everyone's on the same team. Not everyone's on the same page. So we can't like blame all of it. But it's not that I don't think that people know. I think that it's like one of the open secrets of Hollywood. And then I think back to the time that I lived in this very exclusive town in New York. And this town is like a one horse town. It's got like one traffic light, if that. I think it might even be a stop sign, not a traffic light. And a lot of especially A-listers or A-list couples have homes in this particular town. And there's a couple of reasons they can hide from the paparazzi, but the paparazzi actually found one and the, per the celebrity was in a magazine and he was actually jogging past my house every day and we all knew who it was. And then we saw his picture in a magazine and he stopped running that route. And I think that that's a little bit dangerous, you know, to kind of grab those pictures and, and show where people are because people do want their privacy. And, you know, these are maybe the kind of celebrities that are more into, they go off and they act and direct and produce their own stuff. And they have a lot of their own individual companies. And I've met one or two of them. And, um, you know, we, we talk a little bit here and there. And they never wanted anyone to know that they lived there. And this is the town where, like, their children could go to school anonymously because, you know, they use someone's last name or maybe their real last name that we don't know. So it's like, you know, it could be like an A-list couple's kids and you know them as, you know, this last name and this last name, but they actually use their real last name. So the kids are like Susie and, you know, Michael Jones. And you're like, oh, I don't know who that is. So they do it for anonymity. But part of me also believes that they move to this exclusive area because the paparazzi can't really, really find them except for like that one time. I, ha I hadn't seen it happen since then and it was maybe around 2015, 2016? No, maybe 2017. But anyway, that's part of what I think is they also 
know that these things are going on. So they leave Hollywood to protect their kids. And you can see that a lot of them, you know, get upset when the paparazzi tries to take their pictures of their children. And I don't blame them. I don't have kids, but I swear they would not be on the internet until they were 18 and needed to keep in touch with their friends before they went off to college. Like I'd let them FaceTime, but I would not like allow TikToks and things and let them expose themselves to creeps. And there are a lot out there. I have dealt with many. But, you know, I understand why many of them, you know, want a more normal life for their kid and want to keep them safe because even if it's like a secret or a rumor or it is true or whatever it is, if I had an inkling of that, I would probably want my kids out of there too. And, you know, it's funny because I'm so surprised that a lot of people that I know that are like actors haven't spoken out against Balenciaga and I don't know if they're like following Hollywood cues. It seems to me because a lot of people I know spoke out about, like I said, Will Smith and, and the Chris Rock slap and they you know, were condemning that and they're always you know, fighting for everybody's equal rights. But I didn't see any of them post anything negative about Balenciaga or anything, I'm the one saying more of it. And I feel like they're also skipping over it. And I think that people that want to, you know, get to a certain stage of fame will like say or do things that go along with the Hollywood status quo and jump on the bandwagon or stay and remain silent because you know, they're on set with these people and they don't want to speak out. So it's like everyone is afraid. And me being, you know, a former actor, honestly, had I been, you know, a big name, I would have spoken out. I just don't stay silent. Obviously, you can see that here. And... You know, I just I want to know why the media isn't saying more and and putting it out there more. There's like small videos on TikTok of a few people saying things here and there. But there's no like major outrage and it's just so insane. So who knows where this Pandora's web, as I have called it, ends and begins. You know? I mean, I'm going back to the silence of all of these A-listers and they believe it's not going to hurt their career. So I saw a blind item that said that Nicole Kidman isn't going to say anything because she doesn't feel like it's going to hurt her, her, her career at all. And clearly getting that standing ovation proved that. And then I saw another weird video about Lada Volkova and she's in what appears to be a church wearing a white like sweatshirt looking thing with red lettering on it and it appears to look like blood and it says cannibal corpse so is this hyperbole or is it real what is the truth in all of this are people putting this in our faces 
because we've literally ignored it as eccentric wealth and artistic expression. I'm an artist. I paint some pretty dark things, but it's really more like anatomy and and hearts and, and ribs and like, you know, I don't know, just how my soul feels. But I've never put like explicit images. I've never said anything about corpses and and cannibalism and that being okay. So there are ancient practices of this for like war reasons, to win wars, for, for protection. So is this something that's going on with some people where they're trying to protect their fame and fortune? at all costs because the thing is when you get to a certain level of power and money and status you will do what you want and need to stay there and that's for everybody that's just the truth about everyone you don't want to take a job that makes less money where you're going to earn less and have more trouble living you want a better paying job But while those of us out here in the real world are struggling and looking up to these millionaires and billionaires going, how did they build their fortune? Well, it was clearly off the backs of other people and some of them are children. So these images that they have put out there, these images that they have shoved in our faces are the creepy cousin who has appeared to give a little hint. They cracked open the door just a little bit as to what's going on. And I have to admit, I do not pay attention to the Kardashians at all. I had never seen those images of Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala wearing that full like gimp gear and then she had like a more leather hood on and then her her daughter had one on and that was just very strange. And I had said in an Instagram video that I was never a fan of the Kardashians at all. Like I've never seen one episode ever. But I thought, okay, they're great moms. Like their kids look happy and they get what they want and this and that. But you're kind of exposing them to really strange, awful things that they're normalizing. And this is where I have a theory where all of, you know, the people who are trying so hard for fame and fortune get upset and you call the Hollywood kids Nepo babies. And I said, you're both right. (laughs) You are. They can get upset about being called that because it's hurtful and you can call them that because you're hurt that you're upset that you're not one, maybe. Let's get honest there. But the thing is, maybe the reason is because they have already grown up seeing and normalizing these things. So it's easier to keep Hollywood generational now. That's why you see more stars showing up to the red carpets with their kids. That's why you see more of, you know, reality stars, kids being part of the show and literally working. Like when they're on camera, they're working, you know? I'm sure they're getting paid for that too. I'm sure like they have money in their accounts. And again, more power to you for doing that unless you're exploiting. And that's the thing. Like I skip past videos on TikTok where people show their young kids 
take offense to it if you want, but like it's just putting so much out there. There was a, a where there probably still is an account very popular with a little girl called Ren Eleanor on TikTok. And she was getting all of these saves and shares and views, millions and millions. And people had spoken out that her mother was pushing and exploiting her for whatever reasons. And, you know, I'm probably just, you know, more protective. And it's not like I wouldn't have given my kids freedom. I say that I, you know, was a lunatic doing things. But I would have wanted to teach them some sort of like street smarts for safety. And that's the problem that you do not get on the Internet. That's why there's been so many teenagers that have run off with adults pretending that they're other teenagers and and they're, you know, trafficked. Like Kanye said, trafficked. That goes beyond P-O-R-N people. That is trafficking humans, men, women, children. It still happens today. So when you're putting a kid out there that can't protect themselves and doesn't understand what they're doing because they're just, you know, oh, mom's got the camera on me again, kind of thing like that. But you're not in the videos with them and you're not really showing that you're like a family unit. That's rough and the kid doesn't know. Or you allow, you know, a child, whether you are looking at the videos or in the videos or not, you're allowing a child to put themselves out there doing dances and this and that. And if they have their profile on public because, you know, everybody wants all the views, everybody wants to be the next star, you're also exposing them to people who can say things that are detrimental to their mental and emotional well-being, And that leads to other bad things. So as good as the internet can be bringing people together and doing this and exposing truth, it really is detrimental when you are younger. That is my opinion. I didn't have the internet growing up. I really discovered it at 18 or 19 years old. That's how old I was when it was like new and it was just chat rooms. And then it became AOL and Yahoo in like my early 20s. And You know, it was great to find all of this information because when we were kids, here's the difference. Like you guys can pick up your phones and you're like, let me Google or Wikipedia, you know, whatever. Let me Google Santa Claus. And you're like, all this information would come up about the history. Well, if we wanted the history of Santa Claus, we had to go outside, like get dressed, right? Go outside, either walk, take a bus, maybe you got a ride to your local public library in your city with your library card and go look through the card catalog and find the books that you were looking for and hopefully they weren't checked out about Santa Claus and then you would get all your information, maybe take the books home, maybe just read them back at the library. This was in schools, universities, everything like that. That is how we Googled. And there were thousands of cards with hundreds of drawers. So it took a long time. So we actually had real life experiences getting to that point to get to our information, whereas you guys can just sit comfortable in your bedrooms and look everything up or sitting on your couch or sitting in your kitchen eating a snack and you're looking things up. So 
That's the difference when you can sit at home comfortably and write your term papers and do your things and you don't need cliff notes like we did, right? And that's the big difference. But the thing is with especially Gen Xers, having those real life experiences on the way to get our information from the analog world opened our eyes to the fact that everything is not black and white. There are shades of gray. And this whole Balenciaga saga goes back to the fact that you guys were brought up to idolize and believe everything that you see on that screen in front of you. And it is not the truth. It is an illusion of what people want you to believe the truth is. So in the interest of free thinking, with everything that I have said here, take it with a grain of salt. Say what you got to say about me. But everything that I said is 100% true because people would be in jail if that were actually child P-O-R-N. It was a horrible, horrible thing to do. It was disgusting. It was exploitation. And that means that there's stuff going behind the scenes. Like these parents said we had a wonderful experience. Oh my God. I don't want to judge, but my God. A wonderful experience. You've scarred your child for life and created new generational trauma. Nice going, ding dong. Nice going. But start to do your own research and read between the lines, between the letters, between the words, between the black on the ink of those words and the white of the page is the 